Hi, this is Paul Shepherd, and welcome to the Mindset Changing Podcast. This is a wake up and transform your life episode. We are going to change your 2022 in a way you can't imagine. It really is a serious wake up call. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. So I've been very excited to share with you this episode. It's going to be done in more than one part because there's quite a bit to cover. But this is an episode you need to pay full attention to. If you've not subscribed to my show already, please do so you don't miss an episode. And if you fancy it, if you're in the mood, why not leave me a review? I would be very, very grateful. And on that note, I just want to say thank you to those who've done that already and to those who've been emailing me with their stories of what's been happening since using the success manifestation techniques. I have to do a separate podcast episode on this, just on what's been happening for me, let alone what's been happening for you. If you've not listened to that episode and explored those techniques, please do. They are there waiting for you. Now, this series is perfect for anyone who's feeling lost or anxious, depressed, low, frustrated, unsatisfied with your life. But it is going to touch a nerve or two in some people. But it's worth it because it's going to be life changing and could save you a lot of pain. I am sure you could take it. And this isn't, and I repeat, it isn't about shaming you. This is about becoming aware of the part of you that could be dominating your behavior for various reasons and you are succumbing to it as you don't have a new program to do something else. So you just keep repeating history like Groundhog Day. I think we can all relate to that. Okay, so let's kick off. I want to be very, very clear on something. If you want to change your life for the better, you have to stop abusing your future self. It's a strange sentence, isn't it? If you want to change your life for the better, you have to stop abusing your future self. Some people treat their future self like it's someone else. Someone else that they can put all their shit onto in the hope it won't catch up with them. All the stuff they can't be bothered to do. All the stuff that they're too frightened to do. They're passing it over to this other person they don't feel connected to and they hope it won't catch up with them. But we know the truth deep down, don't we? It will. So I want to ask you, what important stuff are you ignoring and leaving for your future self to deal with? Have a think. I would write a list. For example, is there a distant future self of yours sorting out all your essential healthy living for you? Are they the one who will sort out your success, your career, your finances, your relationship, your goals and dreams and anything else for you whilst you again distract yourself with mindless entertainment consumption and avoidance. Ow, that's going to hurt. I mean, think about it. How much social media are you consuming and what's the cost to your life, your mental health? What are you losing? 
How much time is a Netflix or gaming binge stealing from your life? What else is being neglected that your future self is going to have to at some point deal with? Something you can begin to write down and explore, and I'd encourage that, is to have a think about what mess have you inherited from your past self who couldn't be bothered to take action on something really important or are held back by procrastination by fear? What was that like for you? Remember, we've all done it. This isn't about shaming you. It's about being aware of the part of us that is causing this problem. Your future is incoming and we know how fast, scarily fast, those future horizons can appear and how that can feel. I mean, are you waiting for another deadline to panic yourself into action? Do you promise yourself it won't happen again? Then you can't help yourself? Absolutely frustrating. In the UK, we have a tax season and I call it tax season because the amount of people that reach out wondering why on earth They've delayed yet again during their tax. They've had since April to deal with it. It's now January and now they're rushing as fast as they can to work out which tax they owe the government. And it goes into a cycle. They promise themselves they won't do it again. And yet another year passes and they find themselves in the same awful trap. They deserve better. But that old program they have inside their mind simply hasn't been upgraded. We owe our future selves. That is a reality. Look, I know I'm being a little bit hard, but it's done with love and you have to wake up so you can create a powerful life transforming mindset. That's why I'm being a bit colourful in this episode to keep your mind interested because it's really too easy to fall back into trance and drift through life, this episode, leaving your future self to have to deal what's passed you by. Remember, you are certainly not alone, and it's something that most people will struggle with. But seriously, why do we struggle so much? Now, it's one of those questions psychologists and self-help authors have written thousands of books about, and I think we've all bought those books trying to solve that riddle for ourselves. They often contain brilliant theories, but there's been no miracle cure found. Well, so far. Now, successful people who have transformed their lives from being anxious and productive and lost have found a way to make their lives work for them so that their wealth, health and success increases in ways they could not have imagined. What's their secret? Why are they struggling less than you? What are they doing differently? Can we really put it down to our culture, to our circumstances, or are there other forces at play? So here are some theories and factors I think you can take into account as to why we struggle so much and apply what feels right for you. Now, one thing to remember is that we didn't evolve for success. We evolved to survive and we did that in a very hostile environment. So we often try to find ways to conserve energy through procrastination and avoid doing things we perceive and feel are hard work. In the past, we would have wanted that energy for anything that was life-threatening. really is worth paying attention to your emotions when you're procrastinating and being aware of what is it 
what's difficult that you're avoiding. Another reason, another factor we struggle so much is that we have been brainwashed and conditioned by our culture often into going for the average existence as a realistic way of life. Why push yourself if you're just going to be disappointed? The effect of this for me is very, very clear. We end up sticking to comfort zones and not learning to grow and develop in a way which makes us more resilient because we're too busy trying to be comfortable. Look at how comfortable our lifestyles are now. It's getting to the point where our existence is completely controlled to make sure we're not uncomfortable. Even to the point where we don't even have to wait these days long for something to be delivered. It can be with us very, very quickly. So sticking to the average life, where you put in the average effort for the average success, for the average financial reward, doesn't provide us with purpose, contentment, fulfillment. There's no growth. And I believe it's having a real big impact on our mental health. But if you dare to think bigger, apparently you're just not being realistic. And we have to ignore all those people that did dream bigger and reached it. Apparently we should stay in our lane and we should just let those be successful because we have a different future to create. That's a program I was given and I followed for far too long. I stayed in my lane. And that is what I passed to my future self to deal with. Now, another factor, and I believe this is probably going to be one of the biggest factors affecting your struggles, is that you can't see or you have not connected to your future self in a healthy way. Now, successful people have a very clear vision of their future self and where they want to be. And this is likely to have materialized from some inner work, guidance, resources from a coach, mentor, or training of some kind. I know, looking at my past, that I had little to no guidance for my future. I was kind of left to work it out for myself, and that had a long-reaching impact on my future and what my future selves had to pick up and deal with. We are going to focus on your future self in a big way this year to help you create that clear version of your future, which will be really important to help you create hope, motivation, and give you a clear path so that you have something to aim for. Another factor is if you don't have emotional and nervous system regulation skills, then it's likely that when life gets tough, you'll turn to unhealthy self-medication habits like food, drugs, drink, even avoidance, just to try and feel a little bit better in the short term. Now, this is where I would promote breathwork, meditation, mindfulness, and the type of coaching that I do because that can really, really help. Now, when it comes to meditation, people often tell me they don't see the point in it until the benefits are explained. I was one of those. It's one of the things that I struggled with. Didn't really see the point until I began to look at the science of it. One of the best investments you could give yourself is training in this area. 
meditation is wonderful and you can use my meditations and the feedback from people using them is that it makes it much more accessible and it will help you gain more control over your mind and body and reduce the battle. Now, when you reduce the battle with yourself and life, we have more energy for the important things. If you want self-mastery and you really want to get to know what you're really thinking and what's really going on within you, meditation can really help with that. But also, more importantly, it helps develop your prefrontal cortex in a way which gives you stronger emotional regulation skills. There's lots of other benefits, and I've talked about it in a Why Meditate podcast episode. And if you can see it in the little list, if you're scrolling up and down, definitely give it a listen. But with anything I'm mentioning here, if it's resonating with you and you really would like one-to-one training, then you can always contact me to see if I have some spaces available for new clients. There are currently... Uh, for the end of this month. Uh, It's getting busy again. So if you are interested, do reach out and we can have a chat and go from there. Something your future self might not be doing anymore is being overly stimulated in a way which increases their mental load to the point where the mind feels stressed and anxious. As a culture, we are being overly stimulated with way too much information demanding our attention. There's so much noise. And this is why I like meditation, because it gives me the chance to go within myself and have some peace, just to connect with my core being and just be myself. We all crave peace. That's what holidays are for, (laughs) Yeah, how often do you ever take a break from email, the news, social media, websites, the people around you, books, movies, music? The list goes on for all of the things demanding our attention, which then becomes spread too thin and we find ourselves struggling. Our ancestors didn't have this problem. It really is something our generations are struggling with. And it's creating a lot of stress and anxiety. Our phones are conditioning us to keep checking them right up until bedtime. It's known as bedtime revenge procrastination. And this is where we extend for as long as we can our evenings so that we avoid going to bed. Probably because we want to feel good. We haven't had enough time in the day to actually relax. Now Sleep Junkie, brilliant website, did a study last year to see which apps have the biggest impact on our sleep if used before bed. TikTok came number one, followed by Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter and Facebook, because they all make going to sleep much harder, up to an hour or just over, by stimulating neurochemistry into keeping your brain a little bit too alert to go into deep sleep. They checked the REM sleep of users and discovered that for some people, on average, their REM sleep is being cut into over half of what it needed for good brain, mental and physical health. That is brutal, not to mention that the blue light from phones anyway can trick your brain into thinking it's light outside, reducing melatonin production, which is essential for deep sleep. We often struggle too much because we're not getting enough deep 
sleep. In short, our unhealthy habits we often stubbornly refuse to change due to the feel-good chemistry they provide, and also our childlike responses we're getting from it are setting us up to struggle more than we need to. Which brings me to the last part of this episode. The childlike response we're getting from it. Hmm. We're talking about your child ego state. You can struggle in life if you have unhelpful ego states, known as your parent ego state or your child ego state, dominating your behavior and self-sabotaging your life. And let me explain, but I'm going to keep this quite basic and brief because that is all that will be needed for these podcast episodes. And it will be life-changing by helping you understand more about yourself. The clients that I do this with do find it life-changing and it's because it creates a simple model that we can begin to look at which describes the three ego states that we can operate from in each moment. And why is that important? It's because if you're going into an ego state that's unhelpful, you can learn to move to another one which would be helpful. In other words, you begin to create choice for the way that you think and behave. So the three ego states which we tend to operate from are the parent, and this is where we react to life by mimicking your parents and any influential people from your past. Could be brothers, could be sisters, could be culture, could be role models, anything that helps you understand your reality as a child. For example, Earlier in the summer, I was sunbathing, enjoying the day. It's very peaceful and very quiet. And there was some loud rock music came out of nowhere. And I found myself getting very irritated. I could feel myself getting very tense. And I could hear this voice inside my head beginning to have a bit of a rant about how disrespectful these people were and how dare they disturb my peace. That's quite the reaction. But what was more interesting was I began to become aware of that reaction. So it's almost like I became the observer and I realized something. This was my father. I had gone into a parent ego state and I was simply mimicking my father's beliefs and values about noise. So the second ego state is known as the adult and In that moment of realizing that I've gone into my parent state, I took a nice big deep breath and moved back into adult. And this is where we are present. We look at current resources. We are curious, non-judgmental, and we have the autonomy to choose how to think, behave, and feel. So I began to move back to adult, and I had a realization that these were just people playing some noise Interestingly enough, they went quite quickly. It must have been coming from a car. I didn't have to react that way. It was just a brief moment of noise that was going to pass along. So the third ego state is the child. And this is where you react to life as your younger self would have to adapt to the world around them. 
So another example of going into a child ego state, I met a friend of mine for uh, dinner and when she arrived, she gave me a naughty look and said, oh, should we have cocktails? And we almost began to mimic each other in body language as in we're going to be really naughty here. So we ordered the cocktail menu, began to look through and we both also realized we had very busy days the next day. So we had to move back to adult and not give in to that child ego state that wanted to be rebellious, that wanted to be naughty and to let go a little. Now remember that not all of these ego states are bad. It's not about being an adult all the time. It's about being aware of what ego state you're in and being aware, is it useful? That's what the main focus of this is all about, especially when it comes to transforming your life for this year. These subconscious reactive ego states, in my view, can really hold back your success. I find that when I procrastinate, yes, we all do at times, it's my inner child who just wants to do nothing and avoid doing something difficult. They are likely to be frightened and want to stick to a comfort zone. I've also held back my success at times due to my parental ego state, which sees success and confidence in a negative way as egotistical and something above my station. I remember none of this is parent blaming. They were doing their best, but it's just about an awareness of where our programs come from. Have a think about how you feel when you're avoiding doing something that your future self would love you to invest in. I wonder if it's a parent ego state or is it the child ego that's at play there for you? Now, the the example of the cocktails is a good one because we're going to talk about the, excuse my language, the fuck it button. Now, the fuck it button for many clients is the child ego state rebelling through fear or anger, and it keeps any success limited because it becomes a self-sabotaging cycle. I've seen this with many a client who are on a health plan, and as they get close to their goals, suddenly they go on food binges or drop their exercise routines and move back to being comfortable. And this is where nervous system and emotional regulation come in. They are essential at times to manage the stresses and strains of life because as life kicks off, that fuck it button will become more appealing because you just want to go back to your child ego state to try and get a short-term reward and feel good. And that might include going into avoidance and also keeping to your comfort zone. Let's go backwards because it's safer back there, surely. The future is unknown and scary to a child. Have a look at your history. Do you sabotage chances of success when a relationship is going well, when your career has a chance to go up a level, or you start a new health plan? Do you find yourself strangely not wanting to do what you promised yourself? Odd, isn't it? But yet, that is a subconscious ego state kicking in. And we can often be triggered in certain situations too. For example, Clients who tell me that they cannot understand why they feel intimidated by certain people and they find themselves going from being very confident and powerful to stammering and feeling small and anxious around a certain person. 
they literally regress to a child ego state and rationality isn't helping. When we communicate with someone, it's known as a transaction. Eric Byrne, who created Transaction Analysis, talks about this in his book, Games People Play. If someone is coming to you from a parent ego state, it may automatically trigger in you your own child ego state or parent ego state, dependent on the context. Have you ever found yourself nagging your partner like a parent nagged you? Now, I remember a client who was shocked to realize that she had turned into her boyfriend's mother. But he was really happy with that to some degree because he was very happy to pass on any household responsibilities to her whilst he pursued more fun activities. The revelation was that she was enabling this dynamic through her parent ego state because she wanted to be in control. And that did not bode well for the future of this relationship as it kept him in child mode way too often. With a little bit of work, my client began to move into a more adult ego state to connect with her boyfriend on his adult ego state so they could develop a healthier relationship. As an adult, remember, we are more proactive, we are more present, more authentic, more resourceful, objective, and we have autonomy in regards to what we do next. Again, I want to re-emphasize why is this so important? Well, your future self has decommissioned your old programs and upgraded themselves so you are living in a more adult ego state in the future where you are making the choices to live the life you truly want to live. In other words, you've healed your past, upgraded your operating system to save your future. And that is your goal. How do I know this works? Because I've been working on this for myself for a while now and I'm already seeing the benefits in ways I couldn't have imagined. I'm already looking back at last year and I don't recognize that person anymore because I've upgraded to a different view of myself and reality. Just the awareness of the ego states at play And choosing to move with a deep breath, so some nervous system regulation, back to adult has made a big difference to my life and my clients' lives too. I see their feedback and they're loving a bit of TA with their coaching. It really sets them free to create their future. And this is going to be very different, this program, to any future work you will ever experience. And on that note, That is where we are going to end today. Part two is coming soon. Please subscribe so you don't miss it, especially if you're listening to this via YouTube at the Mindset Coach UK, where you can comment and chat to me about the content of this podcast. Wow, I have loved telling you this stuff and I hope that it's making sense to you in regards to how we sort out your foundations so you can create your future. Very, very, very exciting. You might be able to tell that I'm very excited. So I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Please share, please subscribe, please leave a review. And of course, have an amazing day. Bye.